0: A month ago, he bought the movie rights to this book, a bestseller. And the main character is a guy just like me. Why, uh, you know, I wouldn't even have to act, just be myself. But, uh, oh, Godfather, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do.
1: You can act like a man. What do I do?
2: Is this how you turn down a Hollywood Pinocchio that uh, cries like a woman? <laughs> what can I do? What can I do?
1: What do nice. you. Well, you think you having a 37 We're on to Cincinnati. It's nothing about the past, nothing about the future. Right now we're preparing for Cincinnati. Okay. Is
3: the, is the, do you feel like the talent you have here is
1: good? We're getting ready for Cincinnati. Cincinnati.
3: What is your size Bill? Well, I mean, I'm just asking, do you think you've done enough to help Tom Brady? We're getting ready for Cincinnati. Minus three. With Dave Dameshek, hello,
2: sports fans. Welcome to minus three. No, I'm not crying about the Steelers. I'm just a little horse from a fourth quarter block punt and a a weird interception that led to the Steelers improbably coming back against the Chargers, only to give it away on a broken coverage with two minutes. Hey, anyway, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Rugged start to Shecker season. I hope it's going to be a happy one. It usually is. This is the stretch of the year with more days off than there are days of school or work. And when you are at work, it's kind of okay to be drunk and it's also okay to get fat right now. And there's a lot of sports on. Not that the games are necessarily going to be good, especially on Thanksgiving. Has there ever been a trio of Thanksgiving games in which every team playing on Thanksgiving just lost in uh, in the preceding week. That's what our eyeballs have waiting for us. Michigan and Ohio State is going to be juicy. The AFC is a mess. Um, we'll give you some Week Twelve picks for you. A couple college football picks. Our thoughts on Taylor Swift. Um, Oh, wait, we're going to skip that, I think. Let's just uh, jump right to the sports talk then. With our pal all the way in Midtown, New York City, it's Kevin Hench sitting on top of the AFC mountain. All of a sudden, everybody loves Tom Brady Jr. Uh, Mac Jones is his name, I guess.
3: Uh, Shaq, first of all, this breathy Brenda Vaccaro impression (laughs) you're doing is such an upgrade um, whatever it takes, I think for the listeners, this is your new sound. I don't know. You've managed to remove all of the grating, shrill, annoyingness from your voice. It's beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. See, it's a Thanksgiving.
2: Mir- it's a Thanksgiving miracle. Really? No, yeah. no,
3: no vocal told- rest. Keep it like this. <laughs> For the rest, of <laughs> so the lay season. off
2: this tea. My wife made me some potion, some uh, Tennessee potion that she said, "Oh, these will slick your voice up real good." And I'm like, I, I, "All right, whatever. I'll, I'll lay off that then if this pleases you more." Yeah, our mutual pal Matt Money Smith, voice of the Chargers, told me. I said, "How did you get that voice?" Well, You know, just uh, dealt a good hand by uh, by a higher power, and I got the the other end of that stick. And he said, two packs a day when I was growing up." That's what uh, that's what it was on. The oh, side, smart. So. Maybe Sorry. that's what I need to do. I'll start doing that. It's but too late. I don't know where I, we, we can bounce around the league here. I don't want to hold you up, Hench. I don't want to hold the listener up. It is Thanksgiving week. I want to say very quickly that we have a second episode in store for you on Minus 3 and on Extra Points just recorded with Cousin Sal and Marty Weiss reviewing week 12 in the NFL. And uh, also we have a Thanksgiving feast debate. A lot of all the important issues aside Apparently, Eddie Spaghetti says Bill Belichick weighed in uh, that uh, his favorite is anything starchy, which is a real deviation for him. You know, he's, he's usually so splashy with his choices. Um, but uh, so we do what we do
3: with that. Uh, we, we absolutely do want to hold the listener up. Is I mean, what is the Ooh, idea? idea like, like, the idea is like we're informative and entertaining. Hey, man, don't want to hold you up. Hey, sorry to ruin your Thanksgiving with our podcast. I, well, I, All right, the, you're right. The kind of intro is this: Hey, man, um, just we're going to make it quick so you can get on with the better parts of your life. Come well, on, well, and, and great obviously great. They, they don't have anything to do. I just mentioned it's the we're Lions at the and top the Bears. Of the home stretch in the NFL, the college football picture coming into sharp relief. This is this is exciting. Boy, oh boy, now all of a
2: sudden I feel like uh, the Steelers in the in the midst of their rally. Not when they not when they uh let the Chargers just grab the lead <laughs> by not covering one of their wide receivers Well, down the it's funny I because
3: I I uh I've been looking at this Patriots four game stretch for a while this this month coming up. Titans, Bills, Colts, Bills, and you know, knowing that they, you know, and they have they couldn't lose any of the games prior to this stretch because they're not going to run the table in those four games. Um, but it's very interesting in the last few weeks how the complexion of those games has changed. First of all, you know, a month ago, Derrick Henry goes down and that Titans game immediately looks much more winnable um, and, and even more winnable coming off the, the egg the Titans laid against the Texans. The Bills... Uh, I thought a month ago, I was like, well, we'll catch our breath with the Colts between the two Bills games. Now of those four games, the Colts does look like the hardest game. Of, in a few short weeks, the Colts looks like the hardest of those four games. But I would say I'd be, I'd be thrilled with two and two in, in the next month, uh, w- which would leave the Patriots nine and six, with the uh, Jaguars and Dolphins left to play. So I think if, if they can split the next four, I think they're in.
2: I, You know, a, a, and it really is hard. You, you can get over your skis about any team pretty much. Uh, you know, the Raiders were the story in September. That feels like eight months ago now. Um and you know, it's funny because I'm I'm listening to sports radio, I'm I'm looking online, seeing the reaction to everything. And the big takeaway is you mentioned Derrick Henry, not on the Titans and all anybody. The big takeaway is, oh I can't believe they lost to the Texans. Yeah, well, they don't have their best player now. And and and
3: um And their and their second best player just kept throwing the ball to the other team.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and, but but the Raiders kind of what we what we talk about all the time is and it, I think it was John Harbaugh who had like, no one cares about your problems. I think, I think basically he's the one who has perpetuated that more than anybody else. Um, and it really is true. I mean, look at what the Raiders have been through on a human level, all the distractions. And if you listen to it, there we are already at a place where that's barely even acknowledged. You're not like that. That is an excuse uh, is meaningless to people like what ha- what's happened to the Raiders they've lost three in a row here like whew, wheels have come off what's I literally happened? heard somebody say what? I literally heard somebody say on the radio today like who's who's the alpha in that locker room that's going to step up and stop this three-game skid I mean Joe Mixon punched you in the mouth which is an unfortunate turn of phrase where Joe Mixon is concerned but um you know the uh who's going to step up and, and who's the alpha and, and, and going to stop this skid? Like, do you know what's going on with that
3: team? Well, you know? it's interesting because I mean, but obviously. injuries are
2: everywhere. It's I mean, Baker Mayfield's hurt. Nobody cares. In Cleveland, they're booing him. Pittsburgh, like, like what's going on with this? Yeah, dude, this defense stinks. i never seen such a stinker of a performance. Like, It was like Cam Hayward and who – there was literally a guy wearing number 61. And I was like, who – I said to my boy as if he would know – Watch it. Who's sixty-one? Who is that guy out on the field right now? I know every Steeler for the last forty-eight years. I have no idea who sixty-one is. Tack trying to ta- trying to tackle uh, Justin Herbert. No, and well,
3: you were you were spared because you were at the game. You were spared the instant analysis of of. Minka Fitzpatrick doesn't let that happen. Uh, you know, like the, there there were obvious plays that occurred as a result of the lesser player being on the field because the starter was was not playing. Um, but to the Raiders thing, you know, a few weeks ago, I you know, my best bet was the Giants to beat the Raiders. And I said, when this collapse starts, it's going to be sustained. Like it, it, what they had done, you know, post Gruden was incredible, like to, you know, just to function. Um, and and then, and then I said, my next best bet the following week was the Chiefs against the Raiders. And, and I will be picking the Cowboys laying that big number on Thanksgiving. Um, but, you know, when you look at the, the three Super Bowls, Stanley Wilson, Eugene Robinson and, and uh, Barrett Robbins, is that right? right, yeah. right? Okay. You know, you have to be such a well-oiled machine, right? Like everybody's got to be on the same page. It's it's a football. Like you have to be so prepared. Like when they talk about, like we had a great week of practice. Like no distractions. Everybody does their job, and then those those Super Bowl Eve. Hey guys, let's get out there. Uh little team news. Where this guy disappeared. This guy vanished. Like you're like what what what? Yeah. Well, hey, uh, real quick, real quick. Uh, Question for, am I, am I seeing Barrett? <laughs> it's like, what? So, you know, the, those teams go 0-3 in the Super Bowl with, with one guy going AWOL the night before the game. And when you look at what the Raiders have gone through, it's like, uh, well, the, in football, the coach matters. This isn't, this isn't like other sports. It, it makes absolutely no difference in baseball or, or basketball. You and I would get would finish with almost an identical record as all the well-compensated managers and coaches. Football's different. It's a big, it's a big hit when your skipper is fired, is is asked to leave. And then the the subsequent turmoil, as we've talked about, is just it's beyond it's beyond heartbreaking, tragic. He's your friend. He also is a good player. Like you're also, you know, they also can't replace what that guy, you know, did to the, to the top of the defense anyway. So, so yeah, I, uh, if, if you're asking what happened to the Raiders, you just don't, you're not a big news hound, I guess. <laughs> well, that, but I'll, you know, the Cowboys now, the big
2: takeaway is from, I guess the, the signature matchup of week 11 um, is chiefs are back. And if you blur your eyes, I guess you could say like, yeah, look at their, look at what they've done the last few weeks and everything. But one, I'm not sold that the Chiefs are in a great spot. Maybe they wind up going to the Super Bowl, but it ain't because Patrick Mahomes has turned the corner and is back to being the best in the world. The defense somehow is doing it, but talking about excuses that you're allowed to make, but nobody cares about is, they didn't have the best left tackle in football in Tyron Smith and Haven for the last... Zeke Elliott goes down. Then they already have one of their best two... Pass catchers out with COVID Then the other one goes out And it's kind of like What's going on with the Cowboys, man? That, that's what's going on with them They didn't have all, most of their good players Like, Dave, I'm getting a lot of t- I, I mean, during the game uh, Sitting there in SoFi Like, Dave, you're the-, As though I have some answer Because I'm on the scene um, Dave, what's going on with the defense, James? What's that? Who is that? Like, it does matter, as I say all the time they wear the helmet with the one logo on the side of it. Well, actually, it's on the right side. Um, I, you know, it does matter who is actually inside that helmet, as it turns out. Just because you put the you jersey know, on with a 61 way, or otherwise uh, doesn't mean he equals the production of Minka Fitzpatrick or TJ Watt
3: or Joe Hayden or anyone else. Yeah. What, what happened? Dave, what happened? That's what happened. Yeah. By the way, thank, thank God it matters. It would be pretty boring. To root for our teams if it made no difference once you put the uniform on you were just as good as tj watt well that would suck
2: True. Uh, <laughs> yeah well you know what it's the i i i've said this a million times i'll say it for the million and first in uh the incredibles the kid who grows up to be the bad guy says it, once everyone's super no one is that's right it does matter it does that you matter. have Super, super people or it's unsatisfying to watch on some level.
3: Yes. So uh, first of all, you know, being on the East Coast for Thanksgiving, um, you know, when I just get a taste of East Coast sports viewing time, like I'm like, I'm ready to go to bed. Oh, the puck hasn't dropped yet. Like, it's so insane how late shit starts in New York. And of course, last night I'm, I'm watching Monday Night Football as I did growing up where I'm like, oh, yeah. This, I mean it's it's they did move it up it is earlier than when, when Sheck and I were kids you know the the 907 kickoff um, but uh, I, I knew you were at the game. Spaghetti said I hope the Steelers win It'd be great if the Steelers and Patriots were both in the playoffs for for the show and then it, it, it became so clear to me that the Chargers were not gonna punt all, all night like it was like there's no way this defense is ever getting off the field And then Herbert, just misses a wide-open Keenan Allen on first down. I mean, wh- he's running wide open, and it's like, ooh, it's second and 10. This We could see the punter. The punter could make an appearance. Now, I believe, was that the punter's only interaction with the game of the night? That was the one. <laughs> what, a, what a line. What a line. Hey, how'd you do? Hey, honey, welcome home. How'd you do? Uh, well, I only had to punt the one time. Oh, did you – did you pin him did you pin him at, at the two yard line? Ball did end up at the two. The ball did end up at the two the one time I went on R two. The ball ended up at, at R one. By the way, was that the sequence? I mean, I know you've had a lot of fun with with, with Canada. Uh, the, the you can everyone goes well if you throw a pass and it's incomplete you should have run and if you run into the line you've got to be more creative like at this point he's run he's called all 15 plays that he has inside the 3 yard line they've failed on all of them but that was the sequence right where they where they needed they needed the fourth down pass interference call
2: yeah, <laughs> but before that, early in the game, when they when it was seven three Chargers, they have the ball down at the goal line. Seven under throws the ball in what should have been a touchdown. Uh, but by the way, let's not diminish the idea. Whatever whatever else you want to say about uh, this this Pittsburgh Steelers team, I don't think you can really hang it on Roethlisberger. Is he you know he's not a top five quarterback, but plenty good against the Chargers. Um, and I do think the Chargers still are my pick to go to the Super Bowl. Because mm-hmm. if you kind of break down what it takes to get there, all the myth about you have to have this and you can't do this. And I think the Chargers have most of those pieces. Well, in let place. me ask
3: you this about the They can just,
2: heat they, you up with Bosa and their, company. Their they defense, got nice
3: back end pieces. Their, but the defense is still problematic. And watching Bosa, I, you know, I was having this thought. I'm like, I'm watching him and I'm like, okay, so you're going to jump off sides three times a game. You probably, you know, you're, you're, you're good for a roughing penalty every, like, he's like a, he's like a husband who's like, he's a good provider. He, you know, he, he makes $500,000 a year. He's a good provider. He's got a $700,000 a year drug habit. Like, well, no, wait a minute. That's like you, I'm looking at the plays he makes, but I'm like, yeah, but it's third and three and he just jumped off sides. Like, I'm like, he's like someone's, It's weird because obviously you want those guys to be rabid dogs on the edge, but someone has to, has to fucking calm him down a little bit. If, if the center picks his head up, he's five yards into the backfield, Uh, you know? And, and I know he's, he's the, he's the stud of studs on that defense, but geez, I mean, you're up 17 in the fourth quarter and the Steelers just going up and down the field on you. I don't know.
2: I I do think though,
3: listen, uh, first of all,
2: it would have been, and really, I, as you fellows know, I'm a great empath. Hello, Eddie Spaghetti, there behind the glass, by the way, um, and happy Thanksgiving to you and yours in the the pasta clan. Um, you know, sports, uh, maybe it's the holidays that has me waxing about it, but it really was to me to take my boy. We went to the game two years ago in Los Angeles when they were playing in the soccer stadium and saw Duck Hodges win the game. But it was but it was something to say to him. I know it's not seeing Cal Ripken's streak as I went to see when I was in Chicago. Made a point of going to Comiskey just to say I definitely I saw one of Cal Ripken's games during the streak and all that. But kind of like Bruno Kirby. In city slickers waxing about his poor relationship with his old man, or Kevin Costner about his and Field of Dreams sports, you know, I really can get James Earl Jones about it. About you know the that that's what it does. It it connects you. It makes, if nothing else, practically it makes for a breezy conversation with people. You have yeah. oh my god, forget about your old man. I, uh, it's a, anybody like you're at a party like oh I don't want to be here. I don't know these people. This is my wife's. These are my wife's people like. Oh, you're a football fan.
3: Oh, okay. No, I mean, obviously I don't know how, you know, the the non-sports fan moves through life. I have no idea. What do you talk to people about? Well, how does this work? Um, we, uh, my, my little one and I got back from FAO Schwartz and, and the cleaning crew was here in the hotel room. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm working on my Spanish. And so I always, I always ask, you know, if, if, uh, if the, the person speaks Spanish and then, if they do, I get to practice a little bit. And 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 then this woman said, she said, uh, oh, no, 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 no. I'm Egyptian. And I said, I go, do you root for Liverpool? She goes, of course. And I'm like, and we just start talking about Mohammed Salah, this incredible player for Liverpool. And he's like, he plays with this incredibly generous spirit. And he's like very giving to the community. And it was just like this like instantaneous connection. But like, I she lit up when I said, do you root for Liverpool? She lit up because she was like, all this guy knows about me is I'm Egyptian and he knows I root for Liverpool because the king of the Egyptians plays for Liverpool. And so we just had a nice conversation about a good right. human being who plays soccer for her team. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess the rest of the world just has a lot of grunting and stony, stony face silences. Um, but let me ask you this, because I, you know, you tweeted out the picture uh, with the boy. Okay. Okay would you have rathered, and maybe it's different for the two of you, or maybe you feel the same way. Would you have rathered down 17 in the fourth, just lose by 20, just lose by 20 or what actually happened, which is, oh my God. I mean, they picked up the flag and it was the right thing to do to pick up the flag when, when Roethlisberger threw the ball 15 yards short. Um, But if that is PI, they can run it almost, all, you know, right. If, if, if they, That's right. you know, That's that, that, that game is kind of over. Um, so, so there's a moment where that yellow's on the field and you're like, we're going to win this game. Like now we're moving into 96% win probability. Um, so then you get the stomach punch of no one covers Mike Williams, which, which would you have rathered?
2: I'll take the, I'll take the rally because of the circumstances that I that I describe. I as we're going to the game, I say this is my last chance I've seen. I mean, 18 years is really pretty close to almost half of my, uh, you know, time spent following sports. Number seven in black and gold has been the quarterback, you know, and so I'm explaining the meaning of that and his greatness. And he he, doesn't always. I'm telling Jean-Claude Van Dameshek about him. He's like, oh, I didn't, he's going to the Hall of Fame. And I said, oh yeah, oh yeah, he's definitely going to the Hall of Fame. And I want you to see him and you'll be 25 years from now, he'll go into the Hall of Fame and whatever, you know, it's a point of connection. And by the way, I do put on social media, a picture of me and my boy. And I say, this is, you know, for better, we're 18 years. Maybe it makes me uh, a, uh, a slight human being that, that, the, the role that sports plays in family and otherwise, it's a point of connection, as we say. Um, and I, I, it really is darkness uh, in social media. If you float that out, the, the, the hilarious quips that you get from people. Um, about Ben Roethlisberger as I'm connecting it with my son and everything else. Terrific people. Good for you. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, um, I'm sure oh, I know proud of you're it. It's like, uh, be proud. And by the way, Hey, your guy, your team has a guy that, that I don't, uh, that I don't love. Um, that applies to every team in every sport that you could possibly point out I, 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 like, football. It, it, so settle down with you. I, I, I put a oh, How dare you like him? kind of talk
3: <laughs> i put a picture of me and my child on social media let me guess it went great it, did. it went yes, great. thank you That's uh, people are story, delightful but, people are terrific um but I,
2: they did but the to answer your question we're in the charger stadium and the chargers
3: are rolling and they're up 17 points at least you didn't like, get hey! stuck in that tiny charger section
2: Exactly. (laughs) When the Steelers begin their rally and the place comes alive 2,500 miles away from the banks of the Three Rivers to be able to elbow him and say, you know, this is fun. See, do you see how do you see how this travels? And I get it. Those are the misconception that all those people jumped on a plane from Pittsburgh and flew out for the weekend. (laughs) There are. It's a brand people vibe to success and there were lots of Patriots fans at this point and there are a lot of Yankees fans around the world and Duke fans and otherwise and the Steelers are I think a relatively likable brand. And so it's traveled out to Southern California. And there are a lot of people with terrible towels who I listen to their conversations and I'm cynical about the, 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 um, uh, what they, what they think they have no idea who anybody is on the team. And instead of here we go, Steelers, there's a lot of let's go Steelers well that's that's a tell that's a tell to <laughs> a died in the wool actual Steeler fan but all right listen wave your tell um, have your fun well it was but yeah. were
3: listening to Staley in the post game it it definitely sounded and I don't know it's always hard uh, on the on the TV to tell exactly how loud it is how one-sided it is but you could tell from Staley it, it, that it was the worst it had ever been he was like he was talking about trying to deal with the crowd. At home. <laughs> I, You're at I home. mean, that's fine. Hey, so it's that's a home fun. game, but we were able to overcome the crowd. Like it was just insane. Um, all right. So you, but I've got, but you talk about a drug, but you talk about like
2: uh, a drug addict and all that. Like I'm trying to, I am a dealer. I'm trying to, I'm trying to give him, I'm trying to get us to get taste. hooked on the stuff. And so I am thinking about,
3: if they somehow steal this game what are they really maybe
2: going to win this game that wow win, I mean, I w-
3: that would have been a, just an unbelievable win that would have been um you know uh the the, the Oilers playing without Campbell and Renfro and, or uh, Campbell and Ken,
2: Ken Burrow, Burrow and Dan Pastrini. right oh. but yeah that, that that's how it, it felt like, um, you know, I, I felt like, oh, if they win this one, the hooks will be too deep for him to ever get them out. And he will be a Steelers fan for the rest of his life, no matter what the Rams and or Chargers do. But in the meantime, Chargers well, will turn. Okay, well, this will be a good game.
3: transition. I see you got your uh, Tim Biakopituka sig underneath you there, which must mean you're, you're picking Michigan. But let's get to that uh, momentarily. I want to do
2: that, but I have a, I have, I have I uh, one thing I want to ask okay. you. about take away from week 11 the browns survive the lions um the the ravens i mean i i don't think May i i should look this up anecdotally in my heart it teams that are the cardiac team of the year don't win the super bowl i i don't think but Maybe I can look that up and somebody can disrupt.
3: Yeah, they win by two points every week in miraculous fashion. They're down two two scores in the fourth every week. That's not a good team. That's not a good team. That Ravens. It's so crazy that the Ravens, like the way the schedule works, like the week they beat the Lions, that's the only team in the NFL they could have beaten. Like they were atrocious. And and needed help uh, from the gods and the referees, and then you know they, they're gonna they're definitely you know they're gonna lose to the Bears, and the good Lord intervenes again. Uh, they're down sixteen in the fourth to the Colts. They need two TDs and two two point conversions just to force overtime. They're down double figures to the Chiefs when Mahomes just throws the ball to them in the fourth quarter. Like all all those games, Vikings they're down fourteen, Chiefs they're down ten. Colts are down 16. I mean, it is not a stretch that their record could be inverted easily. Of course, this is
2: true. And of course, you can play this game forever. And you left out the biggest play of that Ravens Colts game is Calais Campbell somehow blocking a field goal that would have iced it for the Colts. And then we'd be talking about the Colts. People are already talking about Patriots or Colts are the two best teams in the uh, in the AFC. They would definitely be the Colts would be regarded as such with that win. And the Ravens would just be in the in the mix. But by the way, Here's a little bit of optimism for anyone on the outside looking in or it's not looking great. Specifically, Browns and Steelers fans, we are one and the same. It is time to pull together because Steelers, you need the Browns to catch fire now. And Steel- and Browns fans, you need the same. You want the Steelers to beat the Bengals this weekend. And you want to – this the, the matchups, I tweeted it out last week. I'll tweet it out again, but – Look at the schedules of all four AFC North teams that's upcoming and tell me which game the AFC North team out of division is going to be favored to win. There's an at Broncos game for for um, Cincy. I mean, it, it, it's terrifying. Nobody. Sh- the bottom line is AFC North, I think, gets one team into the playoffs, and that's who wins the division because the Colts are going to make it and the Titans are going to make it. Patriots and Bills are going to make it. And now Chiefs and Chargers are going to make it. So that doesn't leave any room. So you win the division and it's improbable. But if the Steelers go to Cincy and win and then beat Baltimore at home over the next two games, things will look awfully rosy. I'm not predicting that to happen, but if you're throwing dirt on them, do that at your own risk. In the meantime, the Browns are right in it. And that brings me to this question. The Raiders five and five. It's grim. Browns. It's a mess because of the QB. And as I said last week, and I'll say again now, if they would have just said two weeks ago, we're Case I'm sorry, Bake, you're too messed up. Case, we're going with you the rest of the way. They would win the division. They still might win the division, but if they would have done that, but this ego and like, well, he's our franchise guy and we probably have to sign him, but now it's getting sideways and all of that. Is Baker Mayfield and or Derek Carr a backup in 2022 think about the lay of the land Aaron Rodgers might move Russell Wilson might move all these uh, youngsters coming up from college do you think one of those two guys or both because bake like if the Browns don't resign him where's he going to be a starter next year
3: Houston well I would, I would I put know. those guys in two very different categories um I I think Derek Carr is the only reason that team is competitive like I I think he you know he's throwing into small windows and you know and and so i i think he's definitely a i mean a, definitely a, a top 32 quarterback but probably a top 15 quarterback the other guy uh he's not good he's just not good enough um to be a starter and i mean i every team needs a starting quarterback so at the beginning of every year there are non contenders i mean you know the lions said we're going to run jared Goff out there but but Mayfield, it's funny, watching that game against against the Patriots, um, you know, when the Patriots began their you understand the Patriots have scored 70 consecutive points, right? How often does that happen in the NFL? 70 consecutive points. They ran off 45 against the Browns and 25 against the Falcons. But when Mayfield threw his interception to Duggar, it was one of those where you're like, well, I guess I can kind of understand the the – the Interception that Rosen threw when he just obviously didn't see Van Noy, but like he's throwing pretty far away. Like, there you have a lot, you should see the whole horizon if you're throwing it that far to the sideline. And it was one of those throws where it's like, oh, if he didn't pick it, the other Patriot would have picked it. There's nothing there, there's nothing you, there's nothing to see that would make you go throw it. And I feel like Baker does that too often. Um, and it's not like he makes up for it. With these other incredible plays, where you got to live with the bad decision because he does all these other things. So, well, look, we said it when the when when Keenum beat the Broncos a few weeks ago. You're we like, well, uh, they've got a slight upgrade at quarterback, so they've got a chance of of, of winning this game. And he played, you know, he's very solid, no mistakes. Um, and then when Mayfield went out of the Patriots game, you know, I was like, well, they're getting a slight upgrade at quarterback with Case Keenum, uh, so that's the answer. That's the answer to your starter backup question. If Case Keenum perpetual backup is better than you, then yes, you're a backup. You're a backup. And the other thing I would say about Baker and like whatever, it's a hard job is he he so wants to be a leader right? He wants to be perceived as a leader. He wants to do all the right things. He wants to exhort his, his charges. He wants to say the right things after the game, take responsibility. And he really does it, all that stuff quite well. The problem is when you suck, everyone tunes you out. Everyone goes, I don't, I don't care. I don't care that you say all the right things after a loss. I don't care that you're, you're bucking me up on the sideline. If I drop a ball, you're not good enough to lead us to the promised land. So we have to find someone who is, that's the business. Um, You know, and I don't, and I don't think, I mean, look, if he had this left shoulder injury and had, had been playing great prior to it, then we'd go, well, it's not really fair to, to judge this messed up body, but like, he's, he's got a big body of work now. He's not the guy.
2: Yeah. Well, it, I do feel bad for him because he's hurt, and it does have to do with it's not mere ego, but I guess what you're kind of getting at, the best thing for the Browns would be for him to self-submit to getting Wally pipped, but that will ruin his career because if he sits down and lets Case Keenum, I think he probably knows, given the way I feel right now, Keenum is a better option. But if I volunteer that to Stefanski, I'm doomed because if they go on a run without me, who wants me next year? Derek Carr, conversely. I could see him going to New Orleans and lighting it up in for 2022. Sure. I think that would be a great, I think if you put him in a good spot, he'll thrive. I'm with you completely. But the thing with Baker Mayfield is I don't think there's been a guy this deep and he's, what is he? F- year four for him. Um, who is as big a pitch man. Oh than, my God. And he's in every other commercial what if he got shelved? Like, it's like, oh, yeah, well, nobody, now he's a backup. I don't think there'd be, because there would been, you know, Ryan Lee or Jamarcus Russell or anyone else who never take off in the first place. It's like, yeah, too bad, he's a bust. But people built up, I mean, major corporations have funded millions of dollars around Baker Mayfield being their pitch man. <laughs> so it's so kind of a weird spot. Like, yeah, he's, he's not good guys. You you're going to have to figure out who's going gonna- no, <laughs> it, to do the Home Depot ads next year for you. I, it, I mean,
3: obviously the agent deserves a lot of credit, but like if you put his um, endorsement ledger side-by-side side with his football card, you'd be like, well, this makes no sense. Biggest ever. I mean, not Peyton Manning level yet, but like, it, no, I mean, disparity. the difference is between- the biggest ever. Absolutely. Spaghetti, young Maybe you can help us out. Would, who's
2: got who's out had a bigger disparity between actual sports greatness and endorsement dollars? Is there somebody we're think uh, not thinking about? I mean, the worm. No, he never got any because he was too he was too much of a lightning.
1: RG three was in subway commercials for a while.
2: Yeah, that's okay. But yeah, this would be yeah, like if now.
3: if Tony Eason was the most visible pitch man in the eighties. <laughs> What? Like there's no there's nothing on that football card that suggests that Baker Mayfield should be in 17 commercials in every game.
2: Imagine in 30 years from now when that when that when people look back, like, wait, who who made the most money doing endorsements in 2021? Like, who's Baker Mayfield? Who is that guy? I've never heard of that guy. All right, let's get to some uh, college picks mm-hmm. here, and then we'll get into some NFL Week 12 picks for you. Just a couple for you, um, Hench or you. We. we Unless you have no offering on what I deemed earlier with uh, cousin Sal and Marty Weiss, the most meaningful on a human level in college football, the best rivalry is Army Navy, because that's the only rivalry for all the rhetoric that you hear from, uh, you know, Big time rivals is like, doesn't matter what the schedule is. As long as we win that one, it's a great season. Like, well, that's not really true, though. But that wouldn't be true for you, Auburn. If you go one in 12, even if you beat Alabama, the coach is getting fired. <laughs> um, Army, Navy, like that means something to those guys and the entire uh, branch of the military. Mm-hmm. The most meaningful in football terms impact on national championships and otherwise has to be Ohio State, Michigan in our lives. Right. For sure. I mean, it's when you look at how many times
3: just, I mean, and you've got, you know, again, going back, the the Bianca Patuka game stands out, right? Because Michigan played pure spoiler in that game um, in terms of national championship potential. Um, I feel like there was a 15-year stretch where you could just go, oh, you know who's going to win the Ohio State-Michigan game? The team that only has beating the other team to play for. The team that has a national championship to play for is doomed in this game, which I think is uh, not going to be the case this year. I, I think that, that right. uh, I, I I just think, um, you know, I, it's too, it's an oversimplification to say, well, how did they both play Michigan State? But I think that is is a, uh, a, a good yardstick of the talent gap. And, uh, you know, Ohio State seems to have timed this thing, exactly right and and oregon timed it exactly wrong <laughs> peaking peaking at ohio state in whatever that was week two or three and uh ohio state is just churning it all together at the precise right time um and it's funny that the harbaugh's are brothers because i like john harbaugh a lot and i just i'm just couldn't be more delighted than when jim harbaugh's unhappy so i do think that ohio state covers that number this weekend
2: I'm with you, Spaghetti. Why don't you do it? I, 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 uh, for exactly the reasons you said, just straight up talent and the pox on them. The the weight of um, Harbaugh, you know, his entire can't beat Ohio State. That's extra gravity. That's not supposed to win, but. Man, that's that's an extra piece that probably favors Ohio State, not Michigan, because it's gotten a little sad at this point that Harbaugh can't do it, and that's going to be batting around in his head pregame and even during the game, if things get uh, you know get tight for him, he'll probably get tight. Spaghetti, how say you on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm shocked this number isn't more. I think uh, even uh, Marty White said it on an extra points, and he is a Michigan fan. Uh, I, I think the worst thing that happened to Michigan was seeing that Michigan State-Ohio State game. If that game looked different, I think they feel a little bit better about this game. But, but when has Michigan ever really won a massive game before where like they haven't done it? So why now with this Ohio State team who is peaking now? Early in the year, they weren't great. There was questions about how good is C.J. Stroud, how good is their defense? Well, the defense still isn't awesome, but they're scoring points. At will, and I just they're going to get steamrolled, I think, by Ohio State. I know I did say a few weeks back that I thought Michigan could get up for this game and win this one, but Ohio State's just looked too good the last few weeks, so uh, they're a scary team.
2: Hey, you'll hear more from Eddie Spaghetti, by the way, with uh, Mikey Meatballs in just a little bit. If you're a puck fan, stick around for uh, an update on all things NHL. Spaghetti and Meatballs coming up in just a second here. Let me throw in one other college football bet. It is a good rivalry weekend if you enjoy such things. This is a great uh, Saturday to sit in front of the TV. I'll throw Pitt in there. Pitt-Syracuse is not a great rivalry. I'm going to go against the collective wisdom that I feel coming out of this game. Syracuse in the Carrier Dome, needs to win the game to become bowl eligible. Pitt could, you know, more or less put their feet up because they're into the ACC championship. They've won the Coastal in the ACC now. That does set up that Cuse is going to be hungry. Don't forget, though, that Narduzzi knows it and Pickett knows it. And Narduzzi is, I'm guessing, is smart enough to know that Go, that Pickett going to New York as a Heisman finalist helps the program as much as it helps the kids draft stock. And otherwise, I think that they're incented as a team for Pickett to go up there and light it up. I think he has a big game. I say, Pitt, take the 13 and a half or lay the 13 and a half that Pitt is, uh, is given to the Qs up there. That's a little bonus one for you. Now let's start with Thanksgiving day, Hench and pick these three okay. Wait, well, now, uh, bears live. Of- work- My mother, by the way, my mother used to always say at Thanksgiving, she'd she'd say, I feel so bad for these families, for these guys that have to play and all these people have to work on Thanksgiving and they don't get to be with their families and everything. And like that, don't feel bad for the ones making millions, but there are other people. I really do want does Fox, does Fox just go like, ah? We don't need to send camera crews and everything up there. Just somebody tweet what happened at the end. That'll be enough. Who cares about Bears, Lions?
3: Anywho, it, what's your pick? It is adorable that there are people out there that think we'd rather be with our families than watching football by ourselves in the basement. Like It's so insane. Like, are you fucking kidding me? These guys are delighted. Honey, sorry. Oh, shit. My, yeah, playing on Thanksgiving. So, uh what a bummer. I got to hang out with my buddies playing, playing a sport instead of sitting around making small talk with you jackasses. Oh, what a shame. Yeah, they're the big winners. Um, but no, happy Thanksgiving. But the hench, this is Tim Boyle v. Andy. Uh,
2: Andy v. Timmy. This is as great a test as I can recall. I went to high school. Just how a- much you don't want to have to have a conversation with your family and just instead look at the screen and make uh, I, make vapid comments about what's happening. Under I went to high
3: school with a kid named Tim Boyle, and when I saw that guy's stats at halftime, I go, wait a minute, that might be my... my uh- <laughs> classmate in his 50s (laughs) I gotta check I gotta double check um I uh all right well I'm gonna work I'm gonna get my best bet which is the last of those three games I think the bills get right I don't think the wheels have fallen off that team completely uh you know as opposed to the Saints who you know they had just enough offense even if your defense is good and flies to the ball you need you need first downs on the other side. Like you can't do everything on defense. And if you've watched the last months of Saints games, like the way, you know, the defense beat Brady, um, but then couldn't quite beat the Titans, then kind of got trampled by Hertz and company. Like I, I think the Saints are are regressing to where they really are, which is a non-playoff team. I think they're not gonna make the playoffs in the NFC. And the Bills are gonna be there, you know, toward the end. So I think four is a Tiny number for the disparity between uh, the talent level on those two teams, so I think the Bills is my best bet, and I like that one a great, I really do. I like
2: that uh, immensely. The Bills now have to get right, and talking about. No one cares about your problems. We have just completely glossed over the fact that they didn't have Kamara and Trevor Simeon is their quarterback. Yeah, they say like, what's up with the Saints? Michael Thomas hasn't been out there for the entire season, even though we thought he was going to be. Kamara hasn't been playing. And Simeon, what? yeah, yeah that, that, this is what happens when, when, when yeah. you get too many injuries. It, yeah. I'm sorry. Every that team. It's unsatisfying that like, I, and I'm a big like, hey, everybody has injuries, but you can reach a point where, where it, the attrition gets to be too great to overcome. Every that's team in the NFL, so.
3: if they had to start the scout team, would get crushed. That That's what happens when you have to start the scout team in the actual game. So uh, uh, the Bills, I think, will, will trample them. Uh, on the other two games, uh, I've picked the Lions so many times this year. It's hilarious. But I do – I I feel like if, you know, if you're going to get more than, more than a half a game off the Schneid and get an actual win – Here's your chance guys. This is the one. And uh, Deandre Swift has, has been, has been running the hell out of the ball. So I'm going to take mm-hmm. the lions uh, get, they're getting a field goal, right? Um, three, and three and a half. And then, and then three you know, and three a and half. half. Okay, okay. I'll take the three and a half. And then the Cowboys are, are in our, you know, I did say that the the wheels would fall off the Raider wagon completely. And I stand by that. Um, and, you know, maybe the Cowboys, you know, crushed by the Broncos demolished the Falcons struggle against the chiefs. Uh, and I, and again, a short week, I don't know who they'll have. Um, but that's, that's still, a, a in the Raiders miserable season, that seems like a tough short week go into Dallas, beat an angry Dallas team, a, a, a hungry Dak Prescott. So I, I would lay the seven, uh, in that game, um, a little less enthusiastically, uh, than than lay the four with the Bills, um, and then the other two I just throw out there. Uh, you met you tapped on it earlier, but uh, I think both road teams. I think the Steelers. I take the Steelers and the points, and the Browns and the points in those two games uh, in the AFC North.
2: I'm sticking with. By the way, I, I I'm you and me are on the same page. I'm going to take the Lions. Hard to be confident about that, but you know, it's this is as good a spot as they're gonna get to uh to get the embarrassment out of the loss column or out of the win column and put a put a strike in it. Um I could see the Cowboys game being closed just merely because I think practical matchups. If Tyron Smith isn't out there, then, you know, they that that pass rush really could get after Dak. But come on already, Cowboys. This is uh, you know, the, that was a, a woeful performance. I don't buy the Chiefs. We get a week away from them, though, for their mystique to build up. But I, I, I'm sticking with the Chargers to win that division. I think this is a big spot for them because the Broncos are playing for something right now. They're going in to Denver. This is it now. This, the, sure. the, the Chargers look real good against, as you say, the Steelers, mostly practice squad. By the way, shout out to 97. Cam Hayward, that was an all-time performance and a loss. It's an all-time season out of him. Give him his gold jacket already. Charger, are you hold on? Are, are you are, are you
3: saying out. Albert Hainsworth wouldn't have tracked down Justin Herbert fifty yards downfield to save a touchdown? <laughs> that that play, I mean, and I don't know what your replay situation is in the stadium there, but you know they they did on the broadcast, they did a ISO on Hayward for the entire play. Yeah. And, and I'm telling you 3% of defensive linemen would have turned and run up field. Like the play was so far beyond him when he decided to put his head down and just chug and, and he, and, and he, and he did it. He pulled it off. He's slower than the guy, but he caught him. he, he, he it was an incredible play. Um, and then a, I don't, I don't know, you know, they, they almost
2: blew it. And I know the takeaway from, uh, for the nation is boy, I, I think the Chargers should feel good. Cause that's typically a game that they would have given away and they did their best to give it away. Obviously. Um, they did give it away. The Steelers gave it back. I know, but I'm seduced by the roster. I, I just, uh, what is, I, I know they don't stuff the run and that's a, a, a big problem in December and January, but when you when you look at the pieces, you, you really just think offensive line's good. I mean, they can run the ball. They have those. They, they have three or four really good pass catchers. I the playmakers on defense is what it's all about. Asante Samuel and Derwin James and I mean, and Kenneth Murray. They they are they're just loaded everywhere to me. And so they had their stumble here, but I, I maybe this one they come off of, of the big stage almost blowing it and now they're now they're they'll get right i just don't i mean the the chiefs i know everybody's gonna talk about them but with their especially with a week away people are gonna say beware the chiefs i just don't think that because they've been great for the last three years that even though they've put a nice little stretch together here they're still i mean they they what they would they get 19 points I, well they got It's interesting, the I did, and maybe they
3: maybe they're being judicious about it. But you, when you watch the Chargers, you're like, um, "Why doesn't Eckler touch the ball every other play? Like every single time he gets the ball in space, like it's insane on a swing pass. How quickly he's up to speed and making guys miss. Like it, you know, it's just a dump off, and you're like, you're going to average twelve yards per dump off with this guy. He's a missile." Um, and and obviously – and a load too somehow when he when he starts turning those legs inside the five, the pile just goes with him into the end zone. Yeah, I think that the Chargers on that side of the ball uh, I think are the best. They're, they're – and, and Herbert, like, you know, they had a couple of massive drops in that game, um, but he's just putting lasers on the numbers. The
2: thing that stands out to me – Lamar Jackson with design runs, and he's a headache, uh, you know, in the pocket, Um, even when when, when you get pass rushers around him, how he can burn you, but it's got to break your spirit as a player. It's not a designed run or even what you see with Mahomes sometimes when the defense just kind of turns its back on him on third and nine, and he just takes off and makes it look easy, and you're like, oh, what the hell? Herbert's different than that. He can do that to you, too, but... There were some plays um, on Sunday night where there are little seams between defenders where he just kind of knifes through them and and takes off. It's not just, he's he's not just functionally scrambling. He's choosing to run and burning teams. And if he keeps doing that on top of the other stuff that they have going on offense, I think they can outshoot a lot of teams and get enough turnovers because of the high end players. I named, I, 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 Bottom line, I stand by them as my Super Bowl team. I also, I know this sounds crazy after how bad the Bengals were for a fortnight. They're scary, too. I think they really went in. What Joe Mixon did was, it was intimidating, I think, to to the Raiders. And let's see how Pittsburgh rebounds. Their backs are fully to the wall at this point at Cincy. Then Baltimore win both of those right as rain when one of those still pretty good. Well, what's is TJ, this? TJ spot in the is TJ city. Watt going to play against the Bengals. Don't don't know. At the time of this recording, Kevin Hench,
3: I don't know. It, it, the it availability is availability of Hayden or it, it's
2: of Fitzpatrick such, or any, it, number it of just,
3: players. you know, it's the difference between the other quarterback having time to throw or not having time to throw. Like it's, it. he's, he's an unbottable. It's all player, predicated. On like, that. So yeah, Justin Herbert's going to sit there and pick you apart. Uh, And by the way, even on those scrambles, you know, many of which were to the left, Watt comes around the corner and and tracks you down. Of course, course (laughs) that's true.
2: Of course, that's true. It's not it's not mere pieces. As I say, the Jenga theory is if you take the wrong piece out, the whole thing implodes. T.J. Watt is a guy that you, I guess you wouldn't run through the left side of the line, patting the ball for four seconds and decide I'm taking off with it here. If TJ Watt is there, because he's already wrapped you up. And to your point, if he does, eh, even if he does take off, TJ Watt is as fast as you are and he'll, and he'll Go chase track, you down yeah. and you're not going to make 25 yards on the carry. Anyway. Um, I want to let spaghetti make one pick here. No, I want, I want to make you guys uh, pick picks.
3: Of picks. Oh. I want to do a, I want to do a, uh, a quick, uh, Trivia lightning round for both. Okay. Well, you know what? Let's do it. Okay. Spaghetti. I'm I'm looking for a number. Okay. Okay. Spaghetti unmute. So you can just blurt out, blurt out a a number. Okay. In this five game winning streak, how many interceptions do the Patriots have? Three. Oh, have
2: they made, have they they picked off? Mm. Oh man. Jeez, Louise, that's a tough number. I'll say uh 14. I'm
1: gonna go opposite. I'm gonna go uh one.
3: It's 12. 12. But All right. First I figured Sports Center, don't you? You saw JC Jackson run into the house. Ha- like you've seen half of these on Sports Center. Anyway, 12 picks in five games. And and they are ball hawks. Like, and they're not. They're not dropping picks. When they get their hands on the ball, it is a turnover. And and that part of the game where you can do that, uh, bend, keep the play in front of you, make them make as many throws as possible, and if any of them wobble off the mark, take it away. Uh, Hench, it took me
2: a minute, to be honest, to figure it out because – the Patriots of the early aughts were defense-dominant with Willie McGinnis and Richard Seymour and Bruschi and the rest. And then the defense started to slip, and I started to say, well, it's Brady, obviously. Belichick is borderline fraudulent. He's a defensive-minded guy, but, he, but the defenses aren't good. What, wh- why do they keep winning Super Bowls? I guess it's because of Brady. And I realized somewhere around aught five, aught seven, somewhere in that range... Oh, Belichick figured it out, as usual, ahead of most people, which is, in the 21st century, you don't shut anybody down. The rules favor the QB and the offense too much, but you do have to create turnovers. And that's what, when the Patriots, even when they were 31st in the league in defense, they were still turning you over. And that's, that's yeah, that's what the Patriots do. And I got to tell you, I'm going to throw up on you and anyone, and Spaghetti, if, if we get Brady... And Belichick in the Super Bowl. That's it. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I, what I, I, I'm really going to be just—you'll be the only I'll person see. in the world
3: not to watch.
2: I'll watch it. Seven billion viewers. I'll be sick watching it, though. I I can't wait to see what happens in this game, though. By the way, before we give our pick on that, one other quick trivia for you, right. Kevin Hench. The Falcons threw. had three quarterbacks throw an interception. In that game against the Falcons, the last team, the 2000 chargers had three quarterbacks in one game, throw an interception, name them.
3: Breeze. No rivers. No rivers. No, he was a barely an. All right. State, well, no. I didn't think, I think be, I, didn't I didn't think know, i could be I wrong know. on both those guys. Um, I'll tell you What's surprising is it's Ryan
2: Leaf. Oh, I'm ca- I just can't believe he made it to four years in San Diego. It seemed like he was. No, they were, he was drafted. They came out half. in 98. Oh, I'm thinking 97. Okay. So 98. Okay. okay so Leaf. Still there. It's still, John Freeze. That's a great guess. Oh. But no, Moses Moreno. Never really got was, that. <laughs> and then here's, here's the one that, uh, that struck me. Jim Harbaugh. Ooh.
3: Okay, there you go. That's right. fun. We'll anyway, go. I got another question. Another one. Here we go. This is great. Spaghetti's getting the history of football here. Okay, so as the Patriots were demolishing the Falcons, and you at a certain point, you're like, you got to get Matt Ryan off the field. Like this is. Not- By the way, that's another guy who could be in play. Why doesn't if you want a fun narrative? Leave uh,
2: Leave Atlanta and go to the arch rival New Orleans Saints next year. That's a so fun story. They mentioned thing.
3: or send him to Seattle. That'd be fun. During as well. that that shit kicking, they mentioned that you know. Matt Ryan's QB rating during that fateful Super Bowl against the Patriots was 144.1, which is very hard to lose a football game when your QB rating is 144. Uh, but it reminded me that Big Ben's was 22.6 against the Seahawks. So that's that's got to be the highest quarterback rating for a losing quarterback and the lowest quarterback rating for a winning quarterback.
2: Probably true, but uh, but footnote to that, as every cynic in the world loves to throw that one at me. The Steelers don't get anywhere close to that Super Bowl without uh second-year QB Ben Roethlisberger lighting up the Colts in the first half, the mighty Colts in the in Indy, and then going into Denver and doing the same to the Broncos. So that's it. I I don't need everybody telling me. No, I'm he,
3: you're he, you're good. he was lucky. Oh, he
2: was on a good team. Good. Like yeah, he he.
3: Your boy saw Hall of Famer. I got no problem with that. Hall of Famer. He just happened to play the worst game of his life in the Super Bowl, and they won anyway. So, there
2: you okay, go. all right, true. I'm not. I'm not going to get big. I'm not. You're not going to get me hot under the collar. I'm already sick about the gathering storm
3: of Belichick and Brady in the oh Super Bowl. Oh my God, dreaming. No, wait. How about this? Belichick wins this year. Re- then they play again next year for all the to settle it. Oh,
2: thank you I'll, I'll I'll be on the soccer or something like that by then Tennessee Titans New England Patriots Patriots giving five and a half how' say you hench
3: um I, I I I would lay the wood there I I think the Patriots uh you know Titans kind of one-dimensional now and the the Patriots the John o. Smith Bowl guy does nothing by the way uh I I yeah I like I don't I don't think teams are scoring against the Patriots much the rest of the way.
2: Boy, he really fixed them up, but good, didn't he? We talked about it way back in the uh, March or whatever when free agency started, and there were some people saying, "What's he doing? What's Belichick doing? Doing setting himself up to do exactly what that team is the and, and the gift from the football gods and this this weird." conversation, the rhetorical kind of thing that people do with like, he's light years. Mac Jones is light years ahead of where anybody thought he could be at this point. Like not really people, when he got drafted, people were like, unbelievable that Mac Jones fell to Belichick. You know how this is going to go. And well, I mean, how you how have to going.
3: assume that the Shanahan talk and a team that really actually seems like they've righted the ship. The Niners look good. Um, but you know, if if we're to believe that he was really torn between the the guy with the unknowable ceiling in Trey Lance, who knows? If he was struggling, it's because he knew how ready Mac Jones was. He wasn't thinking about Mac Jones' ceiling. I think he's we we're seeing it. It's the same, he's the same guy, like not, you know, winning games, not making mistakes. So um but I do think uh, Kyle Shanahan might be kicking himself now.
2: I I don't know if he is, but I'm going to kick myself and I'm going to kick you and I'm going to throw shoes at any Boston sports fan if Mac Jones becomes the first rookie quarterback ever to go to a Super Bowl. Oh, my God, no. Don't let this happen. Not against Brady on top of it. Oh, Brady's not I'm going honest. to the Super Bowl.
3: More likely to have the first part of your nightmare happen than this than the other. You really? That's, that's what, yeah. really? I like Eddie Spaghetti's, you know, I mean, obviously with the points, but I like that, uh, I like the Giants plus, plus the big number tonight.
2: Oh, well, we'll look for that. Uh, we'll look for uh, your tales from New York City, all things uh, Thanksgiving. Have a great time while you're there, Kevin Hench. We'll look forward to kibitzing with you. After week twelve, um, best to uh, to the girls under your hotel roof there, and um, we'll uh, we'll keep it. Happy Thanksgiving, guys! All right, there he goes. The great Kevin Hench, everybody. Eddie Spaghetti, that's a hot take that he walked out the door with, right? That he thinks that the Bucks are less likely to go to the Super Bowl than the Patriots. Well- Agree. It event.
1: is a strange year. I mean, I just saw a stat that the uh, underdogs and the end through week 11, it's the second highest win rate for them uh, in two decades. So, this, you know, people were complaining about the NFL, the bad teams beating the good teams, but I thought it would, you know, water would find its level, but it seems like that is a true thing that these teams that are, uh, you know, we're not holding in high regard are beating the better teams. We'll see. I mean, it is, you know, it's an actually game now this, this year. I mean, if the Bucs go and destroy my Giants later on. Uh, you know, tonight, then it's, you know, they're going back on track. I think the chiefs are slowly getting back on track. I think the eventual good teams will be there at the end. So I think there's still a pretty likely chance that the bucks will be in the Super Bowl.
2: All right. Well, listen, spaghetti and his pal, Mikey meatballs are going to chop up. Uh, Mikey meatballs going to see the brand new joint up in long Island uh, later in this week. Hope that's uh, a fun time for him. But I also hope that 87 and company starting to heat up themselves. Sidney Crosby and company um, can maybe survive an exciting one. Kind of like I saw, but uh, in Los Angeles with the Chargers, it didn't work out exactly. Hopefully 87 can, you know, maybe a 9-8 kind of game, something like that. Everybody goes home happy. Crosby scores six goals, something like that. Um, All right, he's coming at you. Spaghetti and meatballs in just a second. But first, a quick break. (laughs) Hey, spaghetti! Before you get going here with uh, with meatballs, and you'll give all your bets there. I did, I I felt bad. I, Hench was sitting in New York, so I didn't get uh, you know all, I I didn't honor your best bets. I apologize for that, but uh, we'll get yours in with uh, with Mikey Meatballs in just a second. But let's get you warmed up here a little bit with uh, some Thanksgiving Day games here, and let's focus on the Twilight here. This is a good way on Thanksgiving. That FanDuel is celebrating you and they're giving all customers up to $100 bonus on same-game parlays. Feast on the NFL all weekend long and turn little bets into big paydays with same-game parlays. We love these. Three legs. You could pick who you think is going to win the game over under passing yards for one of the QBs. Let's talk about that one going on down in NOLA with the Bills coming to town. I think that... For fun's sake, right out of the gates, nice and festive to bet the over. So let's start there over 46 and a half. I think uh, Dawson Knox started to get some targets. He's back from the broken hand. Let's say he gets into the end zone, and let's say that the Bills win this one, laying the four. There's your same game parlay, Eddie Spaghetti. You like that or no?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm I'm for that. I, I like the definitely like the over in this game. I I do like the the Bills uh, get right game here, laying the the four, and your touchdown picks. Those are good ones too. So I, I think this will. I'm hoping for a good game on uh, Thanksgiving because I think the other ones might be stinkers.
2: Yeah, well, the Raiders and Cowboys will at least look nice in in terms of uniforms and um, FanDuel, of course, will make sure the important thing is you use the promo code minus three. The word minus the number three. And uh, and go to FanDuel.com to use it. FanDuel.com slash minus three is how you do it. And uh, I agree, Spaghetti. And give me one more, just for fun. And you get this one on FanDuel as well, in case you don't get to it. We don't know at the time of this recording how the Giants fared against Tampa. Now they host the Eagles. Jalen Hurts really coming on there. Giants at this point, plus three and a half. Kind of like this spot for the Giants. I'll say you yes.
1: uh I do too. If they're if Andrew Thomas is back healthy, apparently Saquon's back and, and healthier. He hasn't played in, in about a month's time. So I mean if they have more weapons, I mean Jones, uh, you know, he hasn't been the problem. So I, I kinda like them this spot. I'm not I'm not fully sold on Jalen Hurts yet. I think he's a better fantasy quarterback than an NFL quarterback, if that makes sense.
2: I do. And uh yeah, well, it, it's funny. It's it's well said. Um yeah, I, but I I'm waiting for them to slip up here, and I, maybe I'm uh, being a little bit too cynical about it. The other one, very quickly, I do again. We don't know exactly, so injuries could impact this depending on Monday Night Football result and otherwise. But as it stands, Colts red hot. I like the Buccaneers going in there. It's time for Brady and company to turn the corner. I think they, you know. Will survive the Giants, and I think they'll go into Indy and kind of break that streak that Jonathan Taylor and company have going there. Bucks minus the three. Agree with that? Spaghetti? I like the Bucks in
1: that one, too. I mean, I'm not going to shy away from my pick. I, I did say they're going to make the Super Bowl, and I think the Colts are a good story, but I think when you, I know Jonathan Taylor's been great, too, but when you put Brady versus Carson Wentz, I'm sorry, but it's lopsided. I'm going to slide with TV 12 over uh, Carson Wentz there.
2: Oh, my God, what great games we have on Sunday. Maybe not on Thanksgiving. Vikes at Niners, Rams at Packers, Browns at Ravens. Browns really desperately need that one. The Steelers desperately need the Browns to beat the Ravens as well, and uh, the Bengals will be probably rooting for that themselves. Much football to go. Bet it all. FanDuel.com slash minus three is how you do it. Make sure you're playing in the arcade, extrapoints.com against Cousin Sal, Eddie Spaghetti, Jen Piacente, the rest of the crew here. And now, let's set aside the football. It's time to drop the puck with spaghetti and meatballs.
1: All right, we are back after a, a brief hiatus. I know everyone was tweeting, like, where the hell is Spaghetti and Meatballs? We need some NHL talk here, but you know, busy week, folks. We've got Thanksgiving coming up, so we're we're cramming it in there. Uh, I am Eddie Spaghetti, obviously, with Mikey Meatballs, who's back home in the in the land of the uh, new York Islanders, uh, not too far from their new arena in uh, Elmont, New York, the UBS arena, which we'll get to uh, shortly. Uh, how is it meatballs being back home in uh, freezing cold in New York? I'm just asking because you're wearing like three sweaters. No,
0: nah, I got a short sleeve shirt on. Oh, okay. it's it's feels good. Um, too much nice weather can make you soft. So you need to submit yourself uh, to <laughs> the cold atmosphere once in a while. It-
1: Yeah, it is going to be like 80 degrees here in Los Angeles on Thanksgiving. Uh, I do not travel back home for this holiday. I I just skipped this one. But uh, enough of Thanksgiving talk. We have plenty of that on the Extra Points Network. Let's talk about some puck. And uh, you're going to the game soon. I just was at my first hockey game in quite some time, uh, kings Canes, And I was excited because the Kings have been surging lately. They've been playing a lot better, even with uh, the Drew Doughty injury. And uh, the Canes are a team that we kind of talked about a little bit in the previous shows and other pods here that we liked a lot. Uh, they're a really good complete team. I was really happy to see them play, and they did win this game five four. Really high scoring game there, and it was funny. I had a, another buddy of the game that I was texting with, and the Kings gave like a C. Uh, I mean, the Canes gave like a C effort, and the Kings gave like an A effort, and the Canes still won that game. So it just shows you uh, how good of a team they are. Are you are you still pretty high on the the Canes going forward?
0: Um, yeah, I just think, I don't know, I, to me, I I still think like Florida is a better team than uh, Carolina or I, I just think eventually what's going to happen with them is that I, I, you know, I I think they're a little overrated because I I think they have some good top end talent. Like Ajo is obviously very good and stuff, but I think the rest of the guys are middle of the road. Um, I totally agree. I totally agree with that. But what I was going to say
1: to counter that is that they, all the lines do bring offensive pressure. They do, uh, like they all four lines can pretty much score, and they are a pretty even team. There's no real uh, deficiencies. That's what I'd say. And they're uh, even the defense gets in on the attack too. Uh, a bunch of former Rangers on that team: Brady Shea, the Tony D'Angelo, Derek Stepan, uh, yes fast. They all all were contributing. So I, I do agree. The high end talent may not be up there with some teams like Florida but they do a good job of uh, being able to score when necessary and reverse of the Kings team, uh, pretty physical team. You know, Anzi Kopitar, obviously the center there. Do you do you buy into this recent surge with them or you think they're going to kind of fall flat in, the, in a tough West?
0: Uh, I I think they'll be better than what was expected of them. Yeah. Um, I think they'll keep afloat. Uh, you know, I, I within the next few years, I think they'll be pretty solid and same with the, uh, I mean, the ducks are very good too, but I think you're starting to see San Jose is falling off a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I, I think the Kings will be okay. I think they'll survive.
1: Yeah, it's pretty weird, too, to see a, a Kings team with Jonathan Quick not as, like, their primary goaltender yeah. anymore. That's the end of an era there. kind of reminds me of the, the Rangers there with Henrik Lundqvist, obviously. But, yeah, I pat myself on the back for picking the Ducks team. But the Kings team is uh, surprising. They are a physical team. But, anyway, enough of the, the West talk. Uh, like I mentioned, you're going to the Islanders game and the new arena. So I want to hear about the new arena, but also a bunch of injuries in the
0: Islanders front, right? Mm, uh, yes, it's very bad right now. I honestly think if they weren't going to be opening and well, if they didn't open an arena the past weekend, the Mm -hmm. games probably would have been postponed or canceled. Um, You know, you have Lee out, Josh Bailey's out, uh, which may not have been a a bad thing. Uh, I know a lot of Islander fans are not too happy with Josh Bailey, but Lee being out is was bad. Pelic being out is bad. Pulak is hurt. Uh, That's not related to COVID, but Andy Green was out. Uh, Bovillier missed a game. Now Bellows is now tested positive. So, um, yeah, if they weren't opening the stadium, I think these games probably would have been postponed. Uh, it hasn't been easy for them. A lot of late call-ups. Uh, guys like Robin Salo, um, Grant Hutton. I thought they actually played very well in their debuts. Uh, Richard Ponick played very well in his debut. Uh, results were not what you wanted for the first two games, but... There's only so much you can do at this point. I think Islander fans still shouldn't worry too much yet. I think they'll they have a eight, nine, ten game winning streak in them, or you know, a twelve game point streak at some point, which they will hit. Hopefully it's uh sooner rather than later. Um but yeah, so I we'll we'll see what happens. I think they really just can't get a bounce either right now. There's no no luck. Parisi can't seem to finish there a lot of guys like Paul Mary's just seems like you can't put one in Peugeot is not really shooting the puck so once they find a rhythm it's they'll figure it out it's very similar to their losing streak post uh well pre-covid two years ago when they just seemed like they could not do anything right and it's kind of the same thing right now but once they get out of it they'll be all right so, what's your panic
1: level on a one to ten? Are you panicked at all? I know you're. You're famous for saying that. Don't worry about early season hockey. Things will sort themselves out. Uh, similar to like what's going on with Colorado Avalanche, which we'll get to momentarily. But are you afraid? Is it or, or of the the roster not being able the score? Or you think, man, is this, this. You know, Dave was making fun of the Isles last year all throughout the playoff run too, saying like they, this team has no high end talent. Do you think it's a case of that finally happening, or is it just a case of like you said, a bunch of injuries and plus the the huge road. Stretch to start the season.
0: I just think it's uh, some of it's like luck where they just literally cannot get a bounce where it does, like the pucks just will not go in the net. There's no there's no open rebounds that they can find and put in the net, back of the net. It just eventually it's going to turn around because you know law of averages it will eventually even out with these scoring chances. So I think they'll be all right. If panic wise, maybe a, a three and a half, four. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even a little lower. I'm not, like I said, as long as they, they'll, they'll go on their winning streak eventually. And they just got to make the playoffs. I mean, no, what team's going to want to play the Islanders in the playoffs. So I'm not, like I said, I'm not too worried. If this stretches into January. Yeah. Then I guess it's time to panic, but, um, I don't think it will. Uh,
1: well, right now, I think a lot of things like to play the, the aisles. 12 points, 15 games played. Um, I did mention, oh, well, before we get over the, the Colorado Avalanche stuff, but uh, the Rangers, my Rangers are playing your aisles on Wednesday now uh, at the UBS Arena. Uh, And you you said uh, off air, you heard a lot of good things about this, this arena. And I I have read good things, too. um, So I'm jealous of you getting to go there. But uh, so you can give me your thoughts or uh, what you heard about the arena. But how do you feel about this Rangers versus Islanders game with you guys being home? And I feel like also we should probably do another. You last year won the season series. Mm -hmm. Uh, Either we should do a double or nothing or we should start a new bed. I'm, I'm down to do whatever you have in mind.
0: What are you thinking? What do you want to do?
1: I don't know, we can get wild with it. I mean, maybe we should get, like, Sal and everyone else involved and see what they think, Dave. Uh, but I'm I'm down. Cause, I mean, obviously, last year, you guys were supposed to be the better team. This year, you were supposed to be the better team, too, going into the odds. But right now, I mean, you know, the the hat I'm wearing. The New York Rangers, the blue shirts. They're surging right now. I'm feeling pretty good.
0: Yeah, well, there will be no better way to get your first win than against the New York Rangers and the UBS Arena on Wednesday. Wow. So you, you're already calling a win? Uh, no, not calling a win. Oh, but okay. I don't know the status. I just think it would be – I don't know the status of some of the players, but uh, I would think they would all enjoy it very much if they beat the Rangers as the first win, uh, hopefully in a blowout Yeah, Wednesday. done. But. but, yes, of course. But, um, yeah, in terms of the stadium, I think they, they did a great job listening to what the fans want. There's a lot of fan-themed or fan-owned businesses within uh, the arena, um, which is really cool. Uh, I, you know, I've heard the, uh, the bathroom situation is better than it was at Nassau Coliseum where you That's good. don't miss a, you won't miss a puck drop at any point. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to going to the game and hopefully they beat up on, uh, Dave's penguins on Friday.
1: Oh, that's the matchup as well. That's, that's going to be a good one. Yeah, well, I, I, I would love to to get back home and check out the new place. I, I have heard good things, too. Uh, and we were talking about teams that, were, you know, starting off slow and then eventually getting hot. And our pal Shane tweeted us to talk about the avalanche for a bit. And this is a team that uh, we've said before in here, we did not really talk a lot about in the preview in terms of betting because everything with them was, was chalk. I think actually the, one of the bets I gave out was Cal McCarr to win the, the Norris. I felt like it was his time. Obviously, he finished second. Uh, last year to uh, Adam Fox uh, in that race uh, have, has your opinion changed at all on the, the Avalanche? I mean right now they're still out of a playoff spot uh, 17 points at the time of this recording Uh, I said that they're going to be fine. They're going to figure it out. They're just too good of a team, too talented, too deep. That as the season goes on, it's kind of like you were saying, too. Like the Kings had a surge. They'll probably fall off. The Sharks will eventually fall off. The Ducks, I know, dealing with some injuries, too. They had a nice start, but they'll probably fall off. And I think you are going to have some mainstays in the West. Like we said, the Oilers, the Flames look like they're legit. Uh, A few other teams there. But I I still feel like at the end of the day, we'll see the Avalanche somewhere uh, in the Western Conference playoffs.
0: Yeah, I I think it's going to be tough for them to miss the playoffs mm-hmm. um you know the the leaders the leadership they have i think those guys will want to be in there considering how close they've gotten uh, previous years um one guy i want to shout out for the avalanche is Is playing i think he does he makes a real big difference uh for them there he's, he's finally back he's playing well former islander great offensively great defensively and he fits really well with McCar the there so it's uh, uh, you know, rooting for him. So I guess uh, West Coast. I'm alright with whatever the Avalanche do.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're at the time this recording. They have a game later today versus Ottawa at home. They should be able to win that game. Ottawa's not very good. Uh, Wednesday they have a game uh, with Anaheim coming to town too. Like I just said, they're dealing with some injuries as well. So I mean, I still like the, the Avalanche at home. They they should be able to write the ship. Uh, and be two, it'd be nice to get two more wins before Thanksgiving here. But in, in terms of uh, game picks, uh, you know, we we're talking about this uh, off air of some which games I liked. And one of them you went the other way. I mean, I thought it was pretty shocking uh, in the game tomorrow, Calgary hosting the Blackhawks. And I was like, well, I love Calgary this year. I think Calgary's going to win that one versus a not very good Blackhawks team. And you said the obviously you liked Chicago in this matchup. Please, uh, please share why.
0: Yeah, I think uh flurry's playing really well right now you had bad flurry at the beginning of the year now you have good flurry um Mm -hmm. at this you know the early stretch and calgary's better on the road than they are at home so at plus 180 i think i'll take my bet on on flurry there and hopefully the trend continues where calgary is a better road team wow interesting i mean i that's
1: Well, we'll see if you're right. But, uh, I mean, I I thought that would be a lock for uh, Calgary at home, the better team. But, uh, I mean, look, hey, listen to Meatball. That's his bet. Uh, Another bet I like, uh, Wednesday, we have Edmonton Oilers on the road versus uh, Arizona. Arizona, obviously, not that good. You know, last year, we were always picking on the Sabres. That was the easy team this year, I think, there's a few teams you could do that with. You could do it most of the time with the Blackhawks. You could do it with Arizona. You could do it maybe with Ottawa. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see other teams, how they, they go out there the next few weeks, uh, before the new year, if we could, could keep betting against them, but the, this Oilers team, they just score too much. I think on the road, they'll just, they'll put up a high number. If you don't even go with the over, I like the over on that one too. Like you just can't stop dry sidle. You mm-hmm. can't stop McDavid. And, uh, I like the, uh, Oilers probably giving a goal and a half in that game, uh, to cover that and win that game on Wednesday. So, I mean, he, the, the, that, that's a, that's a lock, right? I Meatballs, there's no way they're going to lose this one.
0: I think so. I like that
1: one. Well, hopefully we're stealing our our fans in the right direction here. Uh, Next time you'll hear us, we'll get the the full review of UBS arena for meatballs and, uh, and he'll have to, uh, kiss the ring as the Rangers beat up on the Isles. Uh, but I am hoping for your sake the Isles do beat the Penguins so that we could uh, poke fun at Dave too. But uh, thanks again to those who tweeted us uh, and listeners. And uh, we'll see you post Thanksgiving for uh, another edition of Spaghetti Meatballs.
2: There you have it. Well done, Spaghetti. Well done, uh, Mikey Meatballs. Have a great time at the new crib up there in Long Island. Eddie Spaghetti. Have a festive Thanksgiving holiday as well. And, uh, you know, Time to be thankful. Let's be thankful for Cousin Sal uh, putting this whole thing together a year and a half ago. You're not working if you're getting to work with your pals, and so we're in the winter circle on that front. Join us there, fanduel.com, slash minus three, the word minus, the number three. We'll be back after the holiday to break it all down for you and try and see if it makes any more sense than it does right now. Until then, happy Thanksgiving, happy uh, Shecker season, and... It's been a thin slice of heaven.